Hello everyone, I'm Robbie Swale and this is the 12 Minute Method Podcast. And in this podcast, I'm going to be investigating how we can beat procrastination, be more productive and finally do those things we have been meaning to do. And in season one, what that means is I'm going to be reflecting on a number of things that I mostly first wrote about together in one place in the in the about the author section of the 12 Minute Method books, in book one in particular. Um, these are things that over my life I have procrastinated on, thought I might not get done, and then finally done in the end. And in each episode, I'll spend up to 12 minutes reflecting on one of those things um, and sharing those reflections with you, hoping to identify patterns, things that you can use, ways that you can finally do the things that you've been meaning to do. Okay, everybody, episode one. So uh, up until about three hours ago, I was going to talk about one. In fact, well, really up until about two minutes ago, I was going to talk about one thing in this episode. And I've just decided to talk about something different. And basically that's because earlier this morning I was interviewed by a man called Jamie Drew for his podcast, um, The Career Climb. And during that interview where we were talking about my career and how I ended up coaching, Jamie's one of Jamie's reflections to me made me realize that in some ways the first time I did use I began to pull together principles which in the end probably informed the 12 minute method was actually when I changed career so until that point I was thinking what's the logical way for me to kind of build this picture for myself and for listeners of how I created the 12 minute method how what I've learned about finally doing the things that we really want to do and I was going to thought well one way is I could do it chronologically in my life um, other than that, I'm going to be choosing fairly arbitrarily, which I could also do. But for some reason, that that felt right. And so I was going to talk about the wisdom of David Gemmell, but I'll talk about that next time. Um, before that, I'm going to talk about um, changing career and how I'm going to do this in in this series. You know, I'll talk about this probably the last one because it's going to be chronological. Will be about this podcast and how I've thought about it and how I've made it and. When I was creating the uh, what do you call it, like the four minute welcome trailer for the show you know it was I could feel the anxiety and feel the stress and feel the tension and the resistance and I was quite pleased to feel that it's like oh it's still there there's still things that get me because one of the funny things about having written uh 260 something articles I think uh, using the 12 minute method is I don't feel it that much anymore and I sometimes wonder do I or did I really really used to feel how I think I used to felt about this, how I think I used to feel about this. And the answer is probably yes, because this podcast has been, oh, it felt tense last time. It took me a long time to make a four minute um, <laughs> intro episode, a long time, like hours. And, and it would probably have taken me even longer if I didn't have the 12 minute method thinking if I hadn't done that. So at this point, what happened was I paused the recording to, um, which is a good job that I did, to check that it was working and sounded good um, in case the mic wasn't working properly or something. And then what I did was I, I'll explain in a minute, I, I started recording the, ep the episode, the proper bit of the episode, and then I did something really stupid and it meant that actually I lost all but of that first go, uh, but what you've heard so far. And so that means that this one is not quite a first draft 12 minute podcast i'm really sorry i wish it was i got about six minutes in uh to my story about my career change so um we're gonna get a second go um it's a good example of like if you're gonna have a habit have the mechanics make sense um you know the great thing about the 12 minute writing was 
like nothing could really go wrong unless I forgot my phone or it ran out of battery because I could write on my phone wherever I was. If the train ran, uh, you know, if the technology of the train, the problem happened there, uh, oh no. Um, you know, like I'll have to write a longer article. And if uh, my timer goes wrong these days, you know, which it has that a couple of times, I can make a good guess and just just finish, finish the writing. So um, let me explain what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to talk today for 12 minutes. I'm going to set a timer in a few minutes to talk about my career change and, and how how that actually was were the what you know was a time when I some of the elements of the twelve minute method what became it started to to coalesce because of course all beginnings and endings that we choose are fairly arbitrary you know when Joel and I created the twelve minute writing practice world which I'll talk about in a few episodes of time but which many of you will know already um, the story of it. You know, it wasn't the first, there were lots of elements of it which showed that I had experimented with those things before and, and learned a lot about habits. But but one of the first times that I really remember facing something that was like like the writing thing was with my career change. And um, uh, inspired a little bit by another podcast, um, you can expect this kind of intro a little bit before I start the timer on, on future episodes. We'll see how long those bits are. They won't have to have apologies about... Um, my technical mistakes, meaning I lose some audio. Hopefully they won't all have that. Um, and inspired a little bit by another podcast I recorded today um, with Priya Hunt on Ideaspark. Yeah, I think it's cool. It's cool to have a little bit of intro and then the timer and then but to get that. But also for me to get out of my own way, I need the timer, right? Um, so I'm going to set that now. I'm using a little this for this for this podcast maybe all of them i'm using i sometimes use my phone as a timer these days sometimes my i've got a fitbit in the last year sometimes i use that um and i sometimes use this 12 minute cooking timer that i bought off amazon and i actually bought it for a different reason i bought it because when uh, my daughter was born uh i decided to move to four days a week of working i decided that it, it was false um, which I do believe is true, that five days of of work, you know, four days of work has to have less impact than five days of work. I thought there would probably be some slack and it was important to me in the long term not to work five days a week. I'd love that to be part of my life and also to get to spend some time with Leah when she's little. And those days are quite hard. They've got a lot easier as, as she's got older. Um, but on the on the other days, I realized I needed to therefore be more efficient and effective. Um, and one of the things I noticed was I kept, it was much more costly if I accidentally spend an hour in my inbox um, when there are more important things to be doing. And so what I do now is I bought this timer so that I could set a timer, usually 20 minutes, say I'll do 20 minutes on my email and I'll try and choose the 20, you know, 20 minutes of most important emailing that I can do so that I don't wake up an hour or two hours later still in my inbox, still in my LinkedIn messages or scrolling LinkedIn and instead, I can choose after the 20 minutes when it beeps what um, whether I want to go back into my inbox or do something more important. And uh, I've done lots of things to help me deal better with email. Um, but that is one of them. So I'm going to use that timer now. Let's see if you might be able to hear this. Um, setting it. If anyone's really eagle here, they'll have heard me press the minute button 12 times. And then I'm going to press start. And I'm going to talk about, talk about career change. Okay, and some of this, I'm gonna you know, keep it as alive as possible and that's always part of the 12 minute writing practice too. It's just write about what wants to be written is mostly um, the way I play these days. Um, so look, the reason that the career change feels like, as soon as Jamie was reflecting it back to me in the, in the conversation we had earlier, as, um, the reason the career change feels like it is, it belongs here is 
is that the, the career change for me, so so I had a, a, you could argue I had two career changes, uh, two notable ones. I did quite a lot of things in my first decade or so of my career, but two kind of conscious changes. One was where I thought I was going to be an actor and then it, that wasn't right. And I moved into leadership and management in and then other things in arts and culture. Uh, and then the second one was the career change that brought me to coaching. Focusing really on that second one. That's when I remember this becoming more active. I was more self-aware by that point I really started looking at myself and how I was and I learned that there were things I could do and ways I could be that would really help me but the career change was overwhelming and that's one of the things that I've seen about when I need the 12-minute method or something like it is when the task feels too big and I get trapped in in overwhelm and it feels impossible to find you know it, it feels impossible to uh, become somebody who's written 100 blogs and yeah what I managed to do was forget that overwhelm write one blog um it feels impossible to find a calling right to find a career that really makes you alive and so I fa- but I found some things which which uh, reflected on this morning with Jamie that that you know really helped me through that overwhelm and helped me keep taking steps right another part of the 12 minute method is keep taking steps it's um whatever happens be in motion because then you know you won't be looking back in five years time thinking I wish I'd started this five years ago right at least you've done something that's another part of the 12-minute 12, 12 method. So I'd already done some thinking about, about career change. I knew I wanted to do something uh, which where my contribution could be bigger and as big as possible. Um, I knew I wanted to love the actual work that I was doing, not what it led to. And I knew there was something to do with people. And that was about where I was. And this is 2014. And then early in 2014, I was temping at the head office of the UK's largest chain of garden centres, of course. Um, And a a woman who was also temping there told me about a website called Career Shifters. And it was wonderful to have this connection with Amy, who um, told me about her amazing vintage clothing business that she was starting. And it's called Clarence in Alabama. So you can check that out. And she put me onto Career Shifters, which is... um, uh, Which is... A career change website, a really interesting organization aimed at helping people move into more fulfilling work. And so then after she'd recommended that, I read their blog, mostly written by a woman called Natasha Stanley for, I mean, several years, probably. And it was very formative for me. I never actually joined one of their programs, but they had impact on me. And perhaps the most important, I've written elsewhere about some of great articles of theirs, and you can find some of it on my website Um I pulled together some of it out in an article called something like 10 ways to find work that you love, something like that. If you go to robbysoil.com and click on the the writing button, scroll through it, you'll find that it's got like a kind of red picture, reddish, nice picture with a compass in it, I think. Um, And there were several really informative ones for me that that, that really helped me in my career change. Probably the most important and the one that's, that's put this episode suddenly at the start of this show is one called The Lean Career Change. And the key thing about this is it was an article about when faced with overwhelm, how do you get moving? And in some ways, that is the 12-minute method, right? That's that's the thing. Why does this thing you really want to do? Why aren't you doing it? And how can you start taking steps? And the first book is how to start when you're stuck. So it makes sense, right? This is this is some key moment um, in the formation of the 12-minute method and in me dealing with myself and my overwhelm and my tendency to um, stasis when faced with overwhelm. And the idea in the Lean Career Change was basically this. It was like follow the agile methodology or the lean stuff that comes out of the startup world. So in that world, it would be like make a minimum viable product, test it, 
learn, iterate it. Um, and in the career change, the lean career change, it was something like this. It's like, understand some direction that you want to go, find some, and I kind of had the people thing, find some low cost, low risk um, experiment that you could run in that area, run it, the lower the cost, the lower the risk, the lower the commitment, the better. And if you get a good feeling about that, keep going. And in, in 12 Minute Method Book One, How to Start When You're Stuck, I write about the one-line business plan idea from Rich Litvin. And my one-line business plan really for many years was follow the feeling. And I started learning about that here with the Lean Career Change. There might have been another article by Career Shifters um, called uh, Little Yeses, something like that. So it's like when you get that little yes feeling, just follow it. And so keep following it. And once you if you if you do the experiment and you get the little yes, then um, run another experiment. It can be slightly higher risk, slightly higher cost. Run experiment and keep doing that. And you could slowly increase the risk and the cost because it, it isn't really increasing the risk and the cost because you're just doing a little bit more than you did last time. So each time you're just you're just taking that other step and you learn. And if you get the little yes, you take another step. And if you don't, you can go backwards until the last time you got the little yes. And then you can pivot, make a slightly different uh, kind of experiment and go from there. Um, and this was incredibly useful for me for yeah getting moving, right? How to start when you're stuck. But also, you know, I think another really important aspect of the 12-minute method is to make the process the aim, right? And now accidentally with, um, with the 12-minute method books, I ended up with some books that wasn't the aim. The, the writing practice was explicitly about... Um, about learning really about the practice but in other things we'll talk about there were some aims but then once you know the aim focus on the process and that's what was so great about this it felt impossible to find a calling to find some work that i really loved and could contribute with and was really good at but i could run these experiments and the focus of the experiments like every experiment is to learn and then i can keep moving and and i did that and i ran these experiments um you know it might be listen to something read something have a conversation with something there's a great little bit in that um find work you love article that i wrote about um how to reach out to people which again i learned from career shifters and i you know i did this and in fact what was interesting was i for example uh i ran a um an experiment on coaching and i'd learned a bit about it people it was people it was kind of in the area i was reading books written by coaches it felt interesting i ran a low-cost experiment went for a free workshop and it didn't feel like the right thing i didn't get the little yes and so instead i um i went a different way i got better yeses from counseling and psychotherapy and i got as far down that route as doing a two-term counseling and psychotherapy course um at tavistock relationships which is one of the uk's leading couples counseling um organizations and then at the end of that experiment, so I'd run cheap, cheaper ones, lower risk ones, evenings, conversation, conversations, evenings, reading. I got as far as running a several hundred pounds two-term course. It's quite high risk when you think about it. And then I realized it wasn't for me. And that was a difficult moment. But I had a process, right? And the process was rewind, reassess, run another experiment. Keep taking the little steps. And I, around this time, I happened to be connected to... Well, like I was already speaking to Mike Toller, who some people will know from um, the Coach's Journey podcast um, or, or from his work as a coach and psychotherapist. And he, he, he had been, we'd been talking about psychotherapy and then we switched our conversation to coaching. And I found a coaching training that he and his friend Phil had set up that gave me the little yes. And I did some due diligence. It was quite a high risk experiment at that point, but it got me moving. And that really was one of the key 
was the key moment. And the reason that I got out of my own way and made the commitments of that course was I really slowed down. I spoke to people I knew, you know, I remember speaking to my brother or having messages from him. And he said things like, um, you know that I've never met anyone who did a coaching training who didn't think it was a good thing to do, whether they ended up as a coach or not. So I could then let myself off the hook again. It's not vital that this is perfect. It's not vital that this is right. I could also get myself off the hook of being perfect and right and it needing to do that by, by realizing that this thing will be useful to me in the future, whatever I end up doing. So if I decide to go back, be a leader in organizations again, having done this coaching training will be really useful for me. So again, those are some of the mind tricks that I had to pl pay, uh, play on myself Again, I'm just noticing this now a little bit like um, this was written on a train, so you can't really criticize my article. This is written with a timer. You can't really criticize my article. Um, and uh, a little like that, these things got me out of my own way and enabled me to make the steps that I wanted to make, to take those steps, to get moving and to, to make the commitment. So um, if anyone hears any... Uh, uh, any strange noises or beeps or spots that there's more than one take in this um, episode. I'm really sorry about, like, I feel like I'm letting the whole thing down. But basically, I was just too worried then that um, the, the tech wasn't going to work again. I was going to lose it. So I had to pause it and then set the timer going again. Um, so that, in some ways, was that. Because what happened for me was that the coaching kept feeling like little yeses. Like, they were the right people for me to be around coaching felt right um i'll talk in another episode probably episode three about um around building the coaching business and how i moved into that but um before that really this was the key moment and i think in probably in in episode two i'll talk a bit about stephen pressfield because his work around resistance and reading the war of art was really important for the wisdom of david gemmel which I'll, I'll talk about next time um but in a way, I think this came before all of that, before I read that book. And so in some ways, this, the lean career change, getting into action, finding this way of doing that, beating the overwhelm, you know, this was some of the real foundation to that. Some of the times that I'd really experimented with, how can I act differently so that the things that I want to happen, happen? And on some level, that's the foundation of all of this. Um, and, and look, it's like, one of the choices we have, one of the big choices, and it's one of the reasons there's a, in the 12-minute in the method books, you can sign up and get a, an action sheet. It's not for everybody, but one of the key questions for us is when we get good information, do we turn that into something that transforms us? Do we take it and use it? And what, when I reflect on myself, that's, you know, I'm so proud of myself and, and happy that I did that. You know, I'd really seen the power of using insight I'd just been through, it was difficult, I'd had a kind of breakup, I'd had, I'd left some work, I realized, you know, the, the last five years of my career had been, weren't going to be the foundation of the rest of my career in some ways, although of course, everything we do is the foundation for what we do next. But I, it was quite a difficult time, I was moving location, there was, relationships were changing, all these kinds of things. So that was all pretty hard, and in that phase, I'd really started to see, okay, if I take this insight, and this was insights around relationships, it was around how to think, all these kind of things, and use it and practically apply it, then things are different. So that, I guess, in this chapter of, of the 12-minute method, of me learning to get out of my own way and do the things that I need to do, a, a key part was that I was using, I was learning from career shifters, and then I was using the things. 
Another thing was it was really valuable to have around me, to have from Natasha and Richard and the people that they were writing about this sense that other people do change their career, that other people do do this thing. There goes the timer. So that sense that, as I just reflect now, that was important too. Having those those leaders around me, those people near me, people knowing that other people were going through the same thing. It was quite a, the career change was a lonely period. I resented other people who had already found the things that they loved doing or who were doing things that I wanted to do. I was jealous. Um, and and I kept going. And a big part of that was because of the lean career change and what I've spoken about in this episode. So the time has gone off. Hopefully all of this is recorded. Absolutely hilarious that the first one has been so hard. I nearly recorded all of this just on Anchor. Um, instead, I'm using what I use for this episode. I'm going to use Anchor for the first one, and instead, I I used what I use for Audacity, which is what I use for the Coach's Journey podcast, or have done at times for recording this. And um, yeah, maybe that was a mistake. <laughs> the episode will be slightly smoother because I do that, but um, yeah, bit of a mistake. And so that's very funny. But the key thing is, right? Here's the last part. Here's here's me trying to live the 12 minute method then the thing goes out, right? It's not perfect, but it's done. And that's true about all the experiments in the career change. It's true about all the articles. Um, for me, the perfection, that is one of the, um, I was saying in, in one of the interviews I did earlier today, you know, like being committed to excellence is a really, is a thing that I'm glad I have. And the dark side of being committed to excellence is not everything can always be more excellent. Um, you can always spend more time on things, but not this. I'm going to finish recording this. I'm going to plug in the end of it, and then I'm going to put it on the internet. And I hope, and you're listening to it, so it's obviously got there. So thanks very much for listening, um, and I'll see you again on episode two. Okay, just a couple more things before you head out to whatever else you've got going on in the rest of your day. Um, if you want to find out a bit more about me or sign up to my mailing list, you can do that at www.robbyswale.com. If you want to read the 12-minute method books, you can find out more about them on my website. You can find them on Amazon and you can find them in lots of other bookshops and booksellers um, around the world. You might want to come and join the 12-minute method Facebook group. You can find that by searching for the 12-minute method on Facebook or there's links on my website. Um, and you can find some other people there who are interested in, in doing work that matters to them and finally doing the things that they want to do. You can find me on lots of social media platforms. Um, I'm most active on LinkedIn, so you might want to find me there. Um, and most of all, I'd, I'd love to hear from you, especially if something that I've made has inspired you to finally do something you've been meaning to do for a long time. Um, that, that Hearing those stories are some of the most meaningful things for me in my work. And so um, they help me keep going when I might want to give up. So I'd, I'd love to hear from you. But most of all, I'd love it if you did that thing, uh, that thing that matters to you that you've been meaning to do. <laughs>